This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and challenges. Today, we are very excited to be interviewing the lovely Ruth Clark from London Holistic Therapy. Ruth is a transformational healer who uses the magical power of massage. She takes pride in providing a bespoke integrated massage experience to support you on a journey of self-awareness and responsibility, exploring any discomfort from a perspective of inner wisdom or harnessing an inner sense of peace and tranquility. I actually met Ruth at a network evening, long time ago now, I'm not actually sure how long it was Ruth. And we started talking and we decided to do a swap for our services. I would coach Ruth and she would massage me. And I look forward greatly to these weekly sessions. So thank you so much, Ruth, for coming today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Yeah. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and how you got into the massage business? Yeah, of course. Thank you. So, yeah, I started massage therapy in about 2012, following on from having my own really amazing experiences with massage. Prior to that, I was in the ambulance service, dealing with all the 99 calls, and I had some health issues, was diagnosed with osteoarthritis in my hips, and was asked to retire from the ambulance service. And at that point, um, my world closed in on me, and before I knew it, I had a date to have my hip replaced. So that was in 2007. And I met an amazing lady, very spiritual, practices Pilates, and she introduced me to Pilates and to massage therapy. And that combination prevented me from actually having my hip replaced. I felt like when I was on the massage couch that it was just unraveling the patterns that were holding holding me. So found that so therapeutic that that's where my love of massage therapy has come in. Yeah, so I set up London Holistic Therapy in about 2013. Started doing some chair massage, the on-site massage. I was doing that for a while and then found that people were asking me whether I was doing other types of massage and then I extended my practice from there. And over the years, I've developed kind of my own approach to this. I visit people in their homes and I like to give treatments that are at least 90 minutes long and I'm combining other modalities with that as well. So I really like to get my clients prepared before they get onto the couch so that they can really get the most out of a treatment. So quite simple things, either working with the breath, doing some meditation, doing some stretches, doing some guided visualizations, maybe a body scan. So really to get people inner. So when they're on the couch, they can really reap the benefits. And Also, after having a massage treatment with me, it's all about really integrating that afterwards. So really taking your time to come off the couch to connect with your body 
and to harness maybe it's a sense of tranquility or to really connect with the body and ask the body what's going on. I'm really looking to encourage clients to take full responsibility for their own experiences, their own patterns. And I'm learning this more and more for myself. In the last year, I've been training with Dr. Gabor Mate, doing compassionate inquiry. So I'm coming to the end of my year-long graduate training program where we're really tapping into the inner wisdom of the body and really revealing our unconscious patterns, the patterns that hold us that we're not aware of. So things that we've taken on from childhood, from society, and really looking deeper at them. So my business is kind of, yeah, moving in the direction of deepening the inquiry with clients before they, yeah, embrace the couch and allowing to whatever arise to arise in the moment. That's beautiful, Ruth. And what I'm, I'm loving many things of what I'm hearing. First, I want to, it feels to me that you kind of, this was a very natural process for you to kind of go into. I love the fact that first you challenged that fact of, oh, I'm going to have to have my hip replaced. And then when I'm travel for you, it was like, hang on a minute, this is something different. So that curiosity to explore something actually got you off surgery, which is, you know, great news. But what I'm loving hearing, and obviously we, we do know this from a coaching perspective, but it's quite frequently our mind, our body, our soul are not in alignment. And it sounds to me that what you're trying to do is get those three items synchronized by the method that you put together. It's also for me very important to flag in a way you know, coming from the happiness perspective, is that massage is one of the things that kind of reunites the four happy hormones that we've got in our body. So actually, by having that physical contact, what we do not realize is that we are releasing dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, which are the hormones, the chemicals in our bodies that predispose us to feel better. So to me, it's it's kind of all-encompassing. It's like, let's talk about, you know, what led you to here today. Then let's get in the couch to kind of help that energy move along, if you wish. And then once you've done that and your happy hormones are in full flow, then that's when you are far able to access that feeling, to let your body speak in a much louder voice, I think, that you would before. So I think it's, it's a very grounded approach that you've got in there. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Thank you for bringing that in. And yeah, and also I see myself as someone that's really holding that space for someone and helping to co-regulate some, someone else's nervous system. So I've really learned the importance of being very authentic about my experience so that I can support, fully support other people as well. So naming things when they come up for me uh, and encouraging my clients to do the same. Yeah, because in the past, I've worked in a way with little communication with my clients and sometimes that is appropriate. But on other occasions, if I'm noticing someone frowning, for example, or tensing up, then we will you know, address that and work through it with different techniques. 
Yeah, what I'm hearing, Ruth, and what I'm loving is the fact that you are going deeper than just the touch. You're allowing that inner wisdom to come up when they feel relaxed. And as you said earlier about the nervous system, when the nervous system is in that parasympathetic, which is that rest and digest nervous system, that is when we can think clearly. That is when we can connect to our body. That's when we do have more courage to actually be able to relate to what is happening for us because so many of us are dissociated from our bodies and our bodies are what hold our feelings. So if we're dissociated from our bodies, we're actually disassociating from ourselves. So I think what you're doing is incredibly important for people to be able to really connect to what is not just what's important to them, but what's holding them back. So what have you been noticing since you've been combining the more compassionate inquiry or the more connection with the body once you've been doing the massage? Yeah, I've been noticing that by having a much deeper connection with people, then the true emotions and feelings can come up so people are a lot more able to express themselves and share what's really happening for them. And yeah, I'm noticing that when people do fully connect, give themselves an opportunity to fully connect with their bodies and to pay attention to any tension that they have, that things will shift, disperse. And also if they don't, we're able to really connect with those body parts and ask them specifically what, what, if you had a voice, one question I like to use, which I've learned from Gabor, is if that part had a voice, what would it say? And quite often messages will come through and then we can start to explore, well, what does that mean? So that's what's been, been showing up. Yeah. What I'm loving hearing, it feels to me, is above it all is creating that safe space, but also letting your clients know that it is okay. Because quite frequently we come to, especially when we talk about thoughts, feelings, emotions, we come with this preconception with our very own agenda that we're only allowed, we should only be feeling what I quote unquote is being named happy feelings or happy thoughts. And so when something that we think is negative kicks in, we're very quickly trying to, you know, cancel it or not think about it or not feel it. But actually what I'm hearing from you is that we should feel it. We should think it. And it's all about creating that safe space for you to embrace and accept and allow yourself to feel the feeling and to go there with that sort of open mind and open body to say, it is okay. We're here to do this together and let's just move through this together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I just wanted to share that I do that in quite an organic way. 
you know, I have this belief that I don't retain information, that I'm not able to really, I'm not that intellectual, which is something that I find challenging and I'm working with myself. So I'm here to, to support and help people, but not to bombard people with intellectual knowledge to really become inner and responsible for your own experiences. And yeah, I've spent a big part of my life invalidating my feelings my feelings have been invalidated by others and been one to not make a fuss and yeah I've had a few experiences where had I paid attention to my body I would not be I would not have had the health problems that I've had so I really want to encourage that in others to really look within yourself And yeah, I do believe that there is a time and a place to get support from the medical profession. And I have myself. But yeah, I do think we all have this inner wisdom that we we have a tendency to block and want to look at other people to, to take responsibility for us. I think I'm curious with the with the point that you made that you're not intellectual and also how that is now working to your advantage. Because from the learnings that I'm learning, and I do somatics in my coaching, which again is about integrating the blockages in our body so that they are not preventing us from living our most capable life. The thing we want, I want my clients to do is not analyze Because as soon as they start analyzing, they actually come away from their inner wisdom. So actually the fact that you are telling yourself, which I actually don't believe, but it's obviously a a belief that you've picked up that you're not someone who retains information. You're able to go to a deeper feeling because you're actually there feeling with the client. You're not going to intellectualize it. So I think it's, it's really important to recognize that, that actually because you've trusted the process of letting your business evolve, you've gone to a place which actually is lending to your talents. Yeah. Thank you for summing that up so, so beautifully. Yeah. And I know I've given myself a hard time that I don't really remember information and I can't always pick these pearls of, of wisdom that I've heard from other people. But yeah, it is about bringing the client back to what's going on for them and encouraging them to figure out what actions they can take for themselves. And I do think the power comes in my own experiences from being encouraged to find your own actions and what's going to work for you to explore that within yourself. Yeah. Yeah, And the the body, your deeper essence knows that, doesn't it? That inner wisdom is there. The mind will tell you all sorts of things. I mean, I I had a decision to make this week and my mind was telling me, my egoic mind, do it. It'd be good for you. You know, you'll love it. But my deeper essence was telling me my, my emotions, my deep feelings, what's really important to me, knew that it wasn't right for me at the moment but I could have listened to my mind. So you bringing people back to their body is really helping them connect to that inner wisdom. So I can see this being incredibly important. And the fact that you're combining it with massage is, you know, so lovely to hear. 
Well, it's that physical opening as well, isn't it? Which I think, and we've seen this time and time again with our clients, you get that physical reaction in your body, but A, because we've fallen out of alignment, you're not allowing yourself to recognize those signals, or you do, but then you put a label on it and move forward without realizing that there's some work to be done there. And what I'm hearing is by allowing them to just connect to that and then by that physical contact, trying to help open up that body experience, then I can only think that that's going to help them progress even farther because you're aligning both. It's kind of like, you know, that emotion, that feeling and that body experience. I also think, you know, you said something important for me, which was had I learned how to listen to myself and my body in the past and my feelings, it would have saved me from a lot of trouble. So I guess there's two things. On the one hand, I think you'd need it to go through all of that so you could be in the place that you are today and help all that many people that you're helping can go through that process. So it's a wisdom that you wouldn't have gained if you wouldn't have gone through that journey. But also I think it's precisely because of that journey that they are able to relate to you and find that safe space to enable them to become who they should become and get rid of all those kind of labels for themselves, if you wish. So I guess I'm just curious to hear what did the click for you? How did you realize that going down that path, getting to learn a bit deeper, those feelings, those emotions, the signals within your body, was that through kind of meeting the the massage lady that you were saying in the beginning or was there something else that helped you kind of unravel all that? Lots of things. Yeah, lots of different kind of points that have yeah come to now. And I think it's, for me, it's still a journey of discovery. It's still ongoing. You know, every time I've taken a step into the journey of self-discovery, I'm always hopeful that that's the end, but it never, it never is. But yeah, being trained as a paramedic and being on the road as a student paramedic, so you're on the road in a crew, you're a student paramedic, and you're watching people put their faith into your hands. And for me at the time, I was thinking, how, why are people looking to me to help save them? You know, I'm just another average person, uh, an, a normal person. So to watch people like really have the respect and, and put faith into you is quite a fascinating experience when you're innerly thinking, gosh, I'm just like you. And then being told by a consultant that, yes, I think we should get your hip replaced and going, yes, I think that's the best idea. Great. Putting my faith into someone else's and not really looking in on what is going on. What's the underlying cause to this? And I think one experience in the ambulance service that really hit it home for me was being called to a young boy, well, a teenager, 
who had come to visit his father, who he hadn't seen for since he was, he said, two. And his father used to, to beat him. And when he came back to the area, he hadn't actually visited his father yet, but he was having abdominal pain. And on examination, absolutely nothing wrong with him. And it dawned on me that he's having this experience where his mind is telling him that he's back with his father and he's experiencing the traumas from the past from being beaten by his dad. And for me at that time, I couldn't understand that concept and I felt helpless because there was nothing we could do for him because there was nothing physically wrong with him, no reason to take him to, to the hospital, um, to the emergency room. So that was one key point. Another key point for me was being in the Landmark Forum, which is another self-development program, and being there with a group of people and sharing a story of my life. And, I, and, I, and I'm just checking in with myself whether I want to share this here and now, but yeah, I do. I was telling people that I'm in a relationship and I'm having sex every single day and I don't want to be. So I could authentically tell this to other people, but yeah, I couldn't say this to my partner at the time. So that was a, a, a key, key moment for me. And then also my father, who was diagnosed with motor neurons disease, watching him and learning from him. And again, him coming back from his consultant, his neurologist, and announcing to us that he has been told he's only got two to three years to live was absolutely heartbreaking to, to, to listen to your father say that. And the anger that came up in me, how dare someone put that on my father, you know, and how dare he listen to it? So that kind of sparked something within me. And then being with him throughout the years um, of the rest of his life and really wondering, but getting curious about why is this happening to my father, who's one of the most kindest, caring people ever, and realizing that. My belief is that him not being able to really express his emotions is a big part of why he has been given this diagnosis. Thank you so much, Ruth, for sharing all of that. I could, I could feel you even, you know, with the screen between us, and that is such a vulnerable, beautiful message to share with us all. So thank you very much mm -hmm. for doing that. What I'm hearing as well is, you know, starting with the ambulance service, so much micro trauma for such a young person to deal with if you're not actually processing those emotions, but you're just, I don't know how you get through the day after that. You relax probably having a, having a drink and just, you know, shutting off those feelings and how this like you said, and you will be learning with Gabor that as soon as we shut off the feelings that the body does hold the score. If we can't express our emotions, we are more prevalent to disease and they're finding that more and more now through the neuroscience that the memories are held in the body. And then having to go through that with your father, it just seems that there was so much 
like a mirror being shown to you that, you know, this is what's happening, that people do have a lot of pain inside their bodies. You saw that with your father, you felt that with yourself. And yes, you can dissociate from it, but then the, it will manifest in something else, in disease, because the body can't heal when it's under so much stress, which is basically why the body holds the score. So by doing the massages, what I'm hearing is you're actually helping people de-stress, aren't you? And a lot, but then you've added on with the compassionate inquiry, allowing them to express that pain that your dad, like you said, your dad had held in the body by the sounds of it. So the service you're now providing is very meaningful service that obviously means a lot to you. And I can see you extending this. I mean, 90 minutes for me now is not sounding long enough. I would want to spend a morning with you, you know, being massaged, allowing it to come up doing the compassionate inquiry and then maybe some more massage to relax the body after. So I can see this being such a needed business. I think it's so, I mean, I'm sitting here feeling, wow, this is so needed and it, you know, and it's evolved for you, hasn't it? Out of so many challenges that you've had to face. Yeah. But it's it's brilliant that you went on that self-discovery. Oh gosh! Which, you yeah. know, with the landmark, with the coaching, with you know, Gabor, you've just kept learning. So you know, kudos to you. You could have just gone. I'm just, you know, this is just. I'm just going to carry on with poor coping mechanisms, which you know, that's what people do, isn't it? They go through just coping instead of really doing the the hard work, which is what you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also want to call out, because I think it's important, a lot of people, I think, listening to your story, Ruth, can relate to what you're talking about. And it's not, it's not an easy decision to step out of that vicious circle and say, you know what, I'm going to do something for me now. But what I love hearing is that it takes that one moment of realisation, making that at the time, might have been a small or a big decision, but that one decision and how that chain affected the rest of what's going to unfold for you. So we may think that, well, you know, making this course or going to these massage lady is not going to change anything. But actually, just the fact that we are taking a one tiny step at a time can lead to all these changes that indeed will make us feel better, will make us a step out of that zone of surviving into one of thriving. So if anybody's listening to us today, I think that's one key important thing is don't underestimate the power of tiny steps because you never know what that might happen afterwards. And I think it's just having that taste of, hang on a minute, there's something different here something happened you may not know what it was but it's just that trusting that if something is clicking follow that path take the one tiny step after the other yeah so Ruth you've shown that you can turn your life around I know you said you're still on that self-discovery and I think you're right we're always on a journey of self-discovery throughout our life because like nature the seasons change but you did turn your life around Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, 
I have got support around me and that's helped me turn my life around. I think it's important to surround yourself with people that you can be authentic with, share things and that have your best interests at heart. And meeting you, Fleur, was one of those monumental moments. And yeah, I had a lot of coping mechanisms back then, alcohol and drugs being one of them. And being able to share that story authentically with you and for you to help guide me into making better choices was a really key point for me. And then from that, things have just developed for me. I think hearing that is important because we tend to think that we've got to do things on our own, but actually we just can't because, you know, we don't have the knowledge on every single thing that we need in life. So recognizing that and, and accepting that it is okay to surround yourself with people that are going to help you achieve those things that you want and that is totally fine. It's okay and it is needed. You are not superwoman, neither we should try to be. I think that is one very key message. Asking for help is actually the best thing that you can do to help yourself rather than try and, and you know fix it on your own because it's just not going to happen. So thank you as well for sharing for sharing that. And I think it's important to recognize those coping mechanisms as well, like in your case, and it was something kind of like even more overt, but the number of times that we resort to something that we know is not so great for us yet, that's going to numb the feeling or put the situation on hold and we continue to do it, actually understanding and getting the help to break that circle is fantastic. It's, you know, it's a great starting point. And you managed to leave the uh, more difficult boyfriend, I hear. Yes, I managed to leave the more difficult boyfriend and recognise that my, my responsibility in that, being very much the victim in that, so really being responsible for my part to play in that, recognising those patterns. And yeah, now I'm in a, a completely different place with a, a very in a very eye-level relationship. And yeah, again, that was your encouragement, Fleur, um, encouraging me to get out and meet different people and to make new connections. And yeah, I formed a, an amazing relationship with my partner, Marcus. Like I said, it's very eye level. We're very, we came from a place of radical honesty and shared everything right from the start, which is not always easy to do, but has really served us both very, very well. And we've formed a, a great team and we sit and reflect on a weekly basis about our relationship, our work, and really keep the communication flowing between us and always coming from a place of, of love and authenticity, which is not always easy to do, but we do really practice that and encourage that and recognise within ourselves when we're being triggered by each other and work through that yeah I love hearing that Ruth you know obviously because I I know your journey and just to to know that you're with somebody that you can be loving and truthful with that kind of really warms my heart so thank you for sharing that because I know our listeners as well if anybody is in a difficult relationship there is choice there's choice to make it to try and make it better, but there's also a choice to, to move on. 
So thank you for sharing that. So where can people find you, Ruth? Because I'm sure that people will want to find you. My website is the best option, which is um, londonholistictherapy.co.uk. And what is the one sentence that you could use to sum up how you've made your life better? I think I've made my life better by shining a spotlight on the unconscious patterns that I've had. Yeah. Thank you for that. So anyone who's listening, 95% of our decisions are actually from our subconscious and we don't realize we're making them unconsciously. So that's a, a really important learning. And thanks so much for our listeners today for joining us for one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share the love. Share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it. Like, leave a comment and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, stay well, stay safe, stay inspired. Much love.